Hi, everybody. I'm Nicole Alvarez, and I'm joined. All right, where do we start? We'll start with the one and only representing Cleveland, Ohio, the future of alternative rock, Kenny Hoopla. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Uh, the legendary, who are you again? See, I'm just kidding. See what I did there? The legendary Travis Barker. Hello. Hello, hello. And then this is your introduction to the world. If you follow these guys, you know him by his handle, at Dark Waves. But this is Nick Long. And Nick, we're going to start with you because you, you're you coming out of the shadows, let's say, for the first time. Tell me what you're doing here and what you mean to this crew. Um, well, I'm super, super stoked to be here. And um, I guess uh, I've been working with Travis for about a year and a half, working on different projects and... Um, he brought me in to work with Kenny one day and it was like such an unexpected, uh, just like magical first day of working together. And Kenny walked in and had this chorus idea for a song, but didn't know what the music should be. And we just kind of like, it was just one of those days where everything just really fell into place and it just, it felt so natural, which is like kind of the, gives you like, or gives me the best, the best high kind of ever. And um, yeah, we just really had great chemistry right off the bat. So we just did this whole project together over the last, however many months. Now that the project is out, it dropped last night, well, this morning, but last night, technically, um, how do you feel hearing it back? I, I love it. I mean, I'm super proud of it. It's like, I feel like for me, because I've, I've been doing uh, more of a songwriting role for the last few years, it's like, ideally, I, I like to, I would love to be able to make music that I want to listen to, and that's exactly what this, this is. You know, it's like, even if I wasn't a part of this, I would, I would be rocking this driving around in my car. So we're talking about Survivor's Guilt, the mixtape, and nowadays, uh, they say that, you know, they say that rock and roll is dead, punk rock, all that stuff, and that really pisses me off because it's my world. And I think that now in the world that we live in with all the angst and the pandemic and people feeling so angry, now is the best time for the music that you put out. So, Travis, I'm going to ask you about these two. How did you find, first of all, how'd you find Nick? And then I'll ask you how you found Kenny. I was working with Kells, Machine Gun Kelly, and he had brought this this idea that he had over with like acoustic guitar, and it had a hook idea, a reference. But he's like, I don't know how this song makes sense, or if there's a drum pattern, or what the arrangement is, or how to do this. So it was, I think I'm okay. Okay. Um, and I was like, well, I hear a drum pattern right away. I hear like an idea for a bridge. I hear an outro. I hear this like trap part for verses. So I just did all that and then presented it to him. And I was like, hey, you need to get Dom, like Youngblood on this. I don't know if you know who he is, but I had just done 11 minutes with him and Halsey. And he hit Dom the next day and was like, hey, come over. You got to be on this song. And that's how that happened. Long story short, he had said, my friend Nick played guitar on that song, like made up the guitar riff with another friend of ours and um maybe a few weeks later him and thug were on tour he was playing me all these ideas him and trippy had done together and i was like oh that's my beat and he played me another one i said oh that's my beat like whatever three in a row and he's like fuck we need to get in the studio asap whatever so we got in and i said hey why don't you bring um you know for guitar it's definitely not my strength um you should bring in the the guy you told me about that that wrote the guitar for I think I'm okay and then Nick came into those sessions and we started what would become like tickets to my downfall yeah and the chemistry was there from the get-go yeah I mean Nick grew up playing 
in bands and being on Warp Tour and listening to The Descendants and Black Flag and Jawbreaker, yeah. which is like one side of my musical taste that I just like yeah. definitely shaped who I am today. For sure. Okay, what about Kenny? What, how'd you find Kenny? Kenny and I the were The wonder that like, is Kenny Hoopla. We, we just like did an interview and it was kind of like online dating where like yeah. where like you like like someone's tweet or <laughs> or like you like someone's Instagram or like like just start talking about music. Yeah. And that was us. We just like was chopping it up. I was a fan from the moment I heard him. Where did you then, hear him for the first time though? Was it the SoundCloud stuff? I don't know. Like it just like it, it somehow I don't know who showed it to me or oh I know how it came about. I was working with Smoke Perp and his manager was looking after Kenny. And he was like, Yo, you should really get in with my artist Kenny. And then I heard it and I was like, Whoa, Kenny's on some alternative shit like that you just don't hear all the time. And so we talked back and forth, we got in, came to the studio in North Hollywood at the time. Where we were in the studio about two to three hours. We made Estella in that few hour gap. That's it? Estella took two to three hours? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we had like prepared a few things, played him, and he was like, actually, I want to make a pop punk song. And I have a hook idea. So he went in and sang a hook, a cappella, just, just vocals. And then we jammed ideas, like musical ideas, around his vocal. Um, and then I just finished the record over like the next, I don't know, maybe like three weeks. Sent him a couple different versions where the end is just like every other chorus. There's this ending has like double time. Here's this idea for a chorus or this idea for a bridge, whatever. Just did what I normally do. And Estella came out and went crazy. Can I, before I get to Kenny, Travis, you're freaking astounding to me because I get more than... 11 emails in my inbox and I want to collapse and here you have 4,522 jobs and you make it seem so effortless like every artist gets your specific attention you're super focused you don't seem stressed it must be the Barker wellness that's yes, what it is it is it, it's no, it the is. Barker wellness that does help <laughs> no I mean what I am DJ am yeah. rest in peace I introduced you guys at a weenie roast on stage. It was the, you guys closed a weenie roast. That was my favorite weenie roast, That was awesome. But um, he used to say something like, find something you love and figure out a way to get paid for it. Yep. So. And that you did, my friend, that you did. All right, Kenny, where, so from what I've read, and I purposely didn't read too much because I wanted this to be a natural conversation. I want to hear the story from you. So we'll start at the beginning. From what I know, you were about 10 years old. Your mom gave you like a tape recorder and then there was a rap song. When did you first become friends with music or when did it find you to the point that you're like became slightly obsessed or interested in it? Man, I feel like it's been like my whole life. Um, But off the top of my head, I was in kindergarten and then I remember it was nap time, and then only time by Enya came on, and I was like, "By Enya? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I was Did like, not see that. Yeah, coming. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, this is like beautiful. Like I don't know. If I, I, I like I get why it spoke to me. Like I mess with Enya. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Like sonically, and I was like, this is beautiful. And then that's like the earliest thing I can remember. But I just remember thinking like, this is beautiful. I'm like hoping it would come on the radio again, like whenever I like came back to school. Do you remember the first musical moment in your life that you've had that gave you confidence? That made you think, hmm, I can pursue this. This is a thing. 
I feel like music pursued me and it was never something that I chose exactly. I mean, maybe there, there's a point where you have to start using your voice and maybe that was it, that's what it was. But I feel like sincerely, it's just always been like me and music my whole life. Like as long as I can remember, it's just been like my only friend and my best friend. Um, and yeah. There are artists that enjoy playing music. You know, you just like to jam out. Some people are in it for the chicks, the travel, whatever. And then there's artists that need to play music because they know no other way. I feel like Kenny, you just based on how vulnerable and open you are on Twitter and you're on there late at night and you have all these emotions that you're purging, but that's the kind, like, that's a, music, that's a musician puts that into the music. So this is for the three of you. Do you just like to play music for the, you know, because it's fun with your friends or is it more of a, of a need that drives you? It's like in your veins. You can, all three of you can answer. Yeah, um, I think it's uh, a need and I feel like it's something that it, it shows I guess almost us, I, and I don't know if I could like speak for you all, but that's how I feel like when I make music with them, and that's why we can all relate because we all are able to talk through something. Like I, I can hear how he's feeling when he he is drumming, and I can hear how Nick's feeling when he's playing guitar. Um, forgot the question. No, this is my favorite conversation <laughs> I think I've ever had. Do you need yeah. or do you just enjoy to play music? You answered it beautifully, Travis. What about you? Because I think he, he helped answer it, but um, from an outsider's perspective, it seems like you, you're another person that music chose, and you know no other way. So you're not just a guy that enjoys music, but please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, music's a necessity for me. Like, it's therapeutic. Um, I have to I have to have it like even days I don't feel drum I, I don't play drums I feel super off there are days you don't play drums yeah like me and I'll, I'll try to like substitute it with other things to feel good but nothing can fill in that space I or so like, badly wish I played an instrument so I could jam with you three damn it <laughs> yeah being in the time. studio like creating or like feeling productive or I don't know creating something that didn't exist before is like a good feeling yeah, and what it does for us, like, you're creating it for yourselves, you're communicating, but then what it gives us, like, us non-music, non-instrument players, is it gives us, music is my best friend, too, and you introduced me to that, so thank you, all of you, for that. Nick, what about you? Is For you, is it somewhere in the middle, like, you really have fun playing it, or it's it's more of a, a need? No, I feel I feel the same as, like they said, I mean, it's, I feel like it's my oldest and dearest friend, and, like, um... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think my most content, at peace, happiest moments of my life are, are playing music, even just alone at my house. If I am playing something and I, I write something that I think is beautiful, I feel like, maybe this is crazy self-indulgent, but just I just feel like, cool, I feel like I earned my spot on earth today, and I feel like, I feel okay. Um, or better than okay, but yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what I would do without music. You feel connected to something. That, that feeling For is sure. priceless. All right, we're going to go through these 10 rapid questions. I didn't expect you here, so now it's going to be the three of you. But before I get to these really quick, I want to ask you a concert question because I know from my point of view, I can't wait to get back to shows, like shows, shows, you know, full capacity, forum, Madison Square Garden, all of those. My favorite moment at a show is after the opening band, like, you know, the roadies are on stage and then you're in mid-conversation. You forget that, that you forget the moment and all of a sudden the lights go off. There's like a click 
and you see like the shadow figures of the band walk on stage and everybody erupts. That's my favorite. But as performers, what's your favorite part of a show? The moment. You're about to go on. You're about to do a lot of them, too. Yeah. That's why I was like, I haven't really played too much shows, but I do know there's a point where it comes, where it becomes, I don't know if it's the right word, but I feel like metaphysical, where something like spiritual takes over and it's no more just like, I don't know, whatever like humans have inside them, like that, that goes into the air. That's awesome. Kind of it does. It actually does. Travis, what about you? What's your favorite? And you've, God, I've seen you so many times and it always looks like you're in, you're somewhere else. Yeah, I guess I love when I'm just in the zone and Honestly, I don't even know what my body's doing. And it's if working. I think about it, I might fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's definitely um, working for you. Or like when the odds are against me, when I'm bleeding or something's not right on stage. Those are my favorite because I I don't I feel like I even a, play better than that place. And I think he was talking about it like like that metaphysical place or that other place that exists when we go there. What about you? Yeah, I mean kind of the same. It's just like I feel like getting into that zone where I'm I'm not thinking about anything else in life and I'm just like completely in the moment. God, also, playing guitar this. super loud is really like, the funnest thing. God, ever. I love this. Okay, I'm going to do these 10. They're rapid fire. Just answer them pretty pretty quick. Nick, we'll start with you. Well, no, this one it was specifically for Travis. I'm going to start with, with you because since you have 8,754 jobs, how do you measure success? When do you know you've done something? When do you feel accomplished? Um, when I'm happy. Okay. That's a good answer. Okay, Nick, ready? Name a moment in your life that gave you the chills. Name a musical moment in your life that gave you chills. Um, geez, I don't know. Um, that's a crazy question. Like, well, that like, feels like a big question. No, like, for example, when was the last time you saw a band you love and you weren't performing? You, you know what? I, I'll say uh, seeing, like, going to a show and watching a band that I've, that I've worked with and watching the crowd sing lyrics that I wrote. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, Kenny, ready? The internet, good or bad? Bad. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. Travis, are you comfortable being still? No, as I, <laughs> as I rock back and forth on the chair <laughs> and I'm like tapping. They couldn't have been tied better. Okay, Nick, how do you know someone has it? If you're working with somebody like a Kenny, like a you, how do you know? Um... I feel like you just you just know if something feels right, like something else in life, you you just have that gut feeling. Okay. Kenny, what's one thing you want people to know about Travis Barker? Oh, I'm supposed to answer it quick. You don't have to. <laughs> you really don't have to. It could be like his favorite cereal. <laughs> right time. No, oh. I like that you take I he has I like a, that you a take a very good beanie collection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that I didn't know. We didn't know that about you. All right, Nick, what's your favorite quote? My favorite quote? Yeah. Oh my Something God. that, or a motto that you live by. Um, why is a shower running but you're not wet? <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Travis, you've done so many, you've done so many things. Do you have a dream scenario that you haven't, a venue you haven't played? Um, or yeah, a musical dream scenario. Describe one that you have yet to do. I'm kind of spoiled with <laughs> everything that I've done. I guess the one thing I haven't done that I look forward to doing is going away and setting up a studio and writing an album. 
Do you know where would it be in the country, or like, do you have like a dream, like a vision in your head of where that would be? Maybe like Idaho or Palm Springs. Or well, something. I thought you were gonna say know. Iceland, and no, you went Idaho. Cool. That's too far. <laughs> that's really far away. <laughs> yeah, somewhere close, but like enough, okay. uh, enough distance though. I feel like I'm away from LA. But it, and it's super peaceful. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And then the last thing I want to ask, and all of you can answer, the title for the mixtape, Survivor's Guild. Who chose the title and what significance does that have to all of you? Um, I, I chose the title. Uh, I think, um, well, it kind of spoke to the times right now. Uh, I felt like this project was good for specifically now like in culture as well and i think even with the virus and stuff with uh so much like tragedy happening there's this sort of sense of like i guess yeah yeah guilt of, sur of surviving and i know what you're yeah. i know exactly what you're talking about when um whenever somebody asks me about 2020 or the pandemic i'm i feel bad saying that i it didn't totally suck for me, but it sucked for so many people. And it didn't suck for me only because I've, it was an education and I did the most personal growth that I've ever done. But so many people lost jobs. I still have one. So I, I understand. And that was very well chosen. Uh, Travis, what do you want us all to know about Kenny and Nick, these up and comers who are going to help push the alternative rock genre to back to where it needs to be? Yeah, I mean, Kenny is my favorite type of artist like like tortured in the best way <laughs> that he writes great music it's not like he's in there like looking for lyrical ideas or like what to write about he he has it all up here it's just a matter of giving him the platform to add it to you know what i mean yeah. like give him the music that that like equals his feelings or where he's at that day so um yeah i love i love that he's that i love I how do you unlock that in an artist how do you unlock when you know that they have that how do you unlock it i don't know i mean like i guess like there's some days right like kenny we can't unlock it and it's like today we're 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 chilling okay and then the next day it's like he has an abundance of ideas and uh, uh, a couple like concepts or like things to write about and then it all comes out and then we're listening back and we're like you just said this this is crazy like did you know you said that and he's mm -hmm. like oh my gosh i can't believe i said it's that you know out, yeah. that's how it is but that's yeah. like that's art in the truest form you know um yeah. and that's like what you experience when you work with kenny he's like it's it's 100 real it's not just like a cute song that makes sense for like radio well, or something. I can see it. You know? I can see it. Just uh, how thoughtfully he answers all the questions. Now, what about yeah. Nick? What would you like people watching to know about Nick? Like, especially for this prod project, like I couldn't have had like a better guitar player or like pretend we're a band, like band member in the in the project with me. You know, um, because we came up listening to like a style of music very similar. You know, and like have a lot of the same influences it's like the best to work with them like i feel like this formula for the kenny project is awesome and nick's like a great guitar player and like songwriter well it's a lot of fun to watch you guys and watching you too nick kenny your stories unfold is going to be fantastic you guys put out one hell of a project and travis you done good kid 
you done good. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. Nick Long, Travis Barker, Kenny Hoopla, I'm Nicole Alvarez. Thank you, and goodbye.